Put the mic in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? You ready? Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, that sounds good. That was, you nailed that, by the way. Yeah, bro. But, I got, um, I got that shit unlocked. <laughs> I need to make my own tag though, because I've been started, yeah, writing, yeah. I started so, writing music, so I gotta make my own my own tag and record all that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's something I don't see anywhere. So, where is the music something that you just got rolling with? Uh, like... yeah, no. So, like, I haven't like produced or like recorded any of my music, but I just started writing songs. Like when I'm on a flight, when like yesterday I was on the ferry. I just start whenever I feel creative. I just start writing a song. Or when I was in Hawaii, I was up on this roof one time, and I'm like, dude, I'm I just want to start writing a song right now. And, and I and like just whenever I'm in like a creative place in nature, and I have a good view, and I just feel yeah. like sometimes I get flowing, the wave hits, and I just start writing music. But I need to like I need to record it. Me and my boy um, Jose actually, he's my roommate at uh, here at SFU. He runs with the track team as well. Mm-hmm. He built a really cool clothing brand called Horizons Track. Cool. Um, he also, he like we've been talking and we were like, oh, let's get the, let, let's start making music. So we might just send it, but yeah. Yeah, why not? Hey, that's where, uh, that's where Mike started yeah. anyway. Now, oh, are exactly. you from Canada originally? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, a okay. born and raised Alberta baby. I'm from Calgary. Right. I was born in Calgary. Basically, Edmonton is my hometown though, because where I lived most of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm out here in Vancouver on the coast for track and field. Moved here for the training group because it's one of the best middle, pretty much, yeah, I'd say it's the best middle distance training group in Canada. So that's why I moved here. I moved here for the dream, you know. Oh, sick. Okay. Probably, so, probably you're, yeah. you're, you're in like North Florida, right, you said? Yeah. So I was in, I grew up here in North Florida. I went to South Florida for four years. Yeah. Nice. And that's where I was running track and then uh, came back uh, just in June. And so okay. I've been back. Yeah, I've been back here for a few months. I know you. I saw you follow Lars too. He'll probably hop in here at some point. Dude, yeah, um, yeah. Me and Lars yeah. connected. I don't, I don't know. I think we. I think we just connected just because we both kind of posted. And then uh, Lars knows a lot of guys in Tribe. Are, are you in Tribe? No, but me. Okay. And him. That's our running joke. We like. <laughs> none of them are on here, but they'll all probably listen to this, which is why it's lit. Yeah. Is we kind of took the philosophy of like. Okay, the guys though that are in tribe are still guys we want to fuck with, mm-hmm. and they're all the ones that are active on social media. Again, we still want to fuck with them, mm-hmm. so we just kind of went through like their followers, and we saw like the kids that were like commenting mad, and we yeah. both like I didn't even know who he was six months ago, and when yeah. he moved here in June, he's like, dude, I did the same fucking thing, <laughs> and like just went through and like yeah. followed everybody. Dude, one of my boys, uh, Jacob, he's like my best friend. He. He did the same thing. Like everyone, it's funny because you see the mutual followers of everyone who's in tribe, and it's just like everyone thinks Jacob's in tribe too. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm not even in the group. But that's uh, funny. Yeah, because you, you, uh, you said you said you went to Malibu to... with Arlen. Was that I saw? I was actually just looking at the your page before this. It was like to film the podcast. Yeah. Nice. So he put out something. Yeah, just so random. Literally did it on a whim. I think we were at. This must have been, I think it was in April. And he was just yeah. like, I'm doing podcast episodes for the next eight weeks. Like, DM, or uh, email my assistant with a proposal. Nice. So I just did it. And then his assistant, it was his girlfriend or whatever, yeah. she reached back to me like two weeks later. So I thought it was like, I thought he just said no. And then like okay. two weeks later, he was like, dad, like you can fly out and we'll just do it at my crib. And I was like, sick. So it was like the same one in all the videos, that little Malibu spot. And nice. so I, I actually flew to Phoenix and then excuse me and then uh we went from phoenix and we drove to la for or to malibu from there oh nice how was that drive-
drive. I've been to, I've never actually, no, I've been to Phoenix and I've also, I did a training camp in Flagstaff. Cool. Uh, cool. You run, okay. right? Yeah, I yeah. did that uh, first month out of high school, went to Flagstaff, but I, I knew some guys were talking about going to LA. How far away is it? Like five hours? Yeah, it was like only like five or six hours. And like, nice. yeah, it was, it's a cool, it's a cool drive. It's just like two lanes all the way there. And then we stopped in uh, Joshua Tree on the way back. Nice. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, we'll get kind of into the, the podcast flow of things. Let's get it, bro. Here. Um, but for those of you that are joined in, um, I sincerely appreciate you. Um, I, I will try to do more, more of these lives. Um, but obviously, we got my boy Sebastian here. Um, he's a fellow rational optimist of mine. So we both kind of, co- excuse me, gosh, connected through that group group yeah. chat. Clear our throat here. And uh, you stood out to me because you're a runner and you're teaching people to run and you're yeah. coaching people to run and you're running in college. So before my hiccups take over, uh, Sebastian, <laughs> thank you so much for hopping on. For sure, um, man. You just kind of want to briefly introduce yourself, do a better job than I did. And we'll take it from there. Holy crap. Yeah. It's going crazy. But yeah, yeah. My name is Sebastian Lind. I am 20 years old. Currently, well, actually, it's fine. I'm not enrolled in classes yet, but enrolling in classes in Simon Fraser this next semester so I can compete in the NCAA, Canada's NCAA team. Cool. And um, yeah, I've been running all my life. Uh, I used to play a ton of sports, hockey, basketball. I'm like 6'8", so <clears throat> kind of had to play basketball and volleyball growing up. Uh, but yeah, I really, I picked running because um you can focus it's, it's all on you same thing with entrepreneurship it's all on you you fail then you fail hard but when you win you win big so that's why i started running yeah. and um yeah just kind of a background i've been on multiple alberta teams um most recently like the u25 canadian summer games team that was a really cool experience met a lot of cool people um and then i i was running the steeplechase quite a bit and then now i'm focused on the 1500 and the mile for this indoor season so yeah it's kind of about me and <clears throat> recently i've always wanted to coach people and i've always like thought i used to think it as a kid like i was like you know like that'd be really cool to coach people like it, I'd, I'd be super passionate about it and and then i said it's like it's actually funny sam who's also in um, irrational optimist He's like, dude, I want to run a marathon. I'm like, dude, I could totally coach you to run a marathon. Like, I know it. And I realized, like, dang, like, I've been running for five years. Like, I know a ton about running. Um, I would, in my mind, I was always like, oh, like, I'm not fast enough yet to coach. But then I was like, wait, no. Like, I've, like, the, um, the, the knowledge I've gained over the years is, like, it's kind of a no-brainer. And then I, I, I actually, it's funny because I had never run a marathon myself yet. Um, and I, I already, like, I built Sam's program and all that stuff just because I, I know quite a bit of, about just different training and stuff like that. But um and then I, and then i was just like dude like if i'm gonna coach sam to run a marathon i gotta run a marathon myself so one sunday one late sunday night i said screw it i'm gonna run a marathon and then my boy uh shout out carlos he's the one who started this but he it was like cold turkey marathon you just go up and you run a marathon just just off no train you decide to do it and i did that one day and then uh ran my, ran my first marathon actually ended up running 28 miles because i turned my watch out or it was on strava and i turned strava off for like 20 minutes and i was like no because i put it on my instagram story and i was like i can't be posting up to 24.2 miles you know or like i don't think yeah. i ran like an extra 5k or something i, I don't know it was towards like 20 minutes so kind of close to that but um yeah so that's uh yeah i coach runners as well i hope for any, anyone from like if you're a beginner runner and you're actually you literally have never gone on a run um one one of my one of my athletes you know that that was his 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 standpoint like never ran but now we're moving up to a 5k or if you ran a bit you're a bodybuilder 
and you want to run your first marathon. And then we also have another athlete who's training for a fight. And then as well, another athlete who's like the track, um, track focus in like the 800 and 1500. So it's all over the place. Uh, well, but yeah, it just, um, basically like anyone from who's, yeah, like beginner to, um, if you want to run a marathon and if you want to do well on the track as well, basically. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then obviously those that want to get on the competitive circuit, I'm sure you can really provide some value on that front. Can you tell me a little bit about what that process has been like? Because like, what's your ultimate, let's start with like what your ultimate goal is for running just so that we're all kind of on the same page. And then like, what does the current kind of day to day look like to get there? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, my well, my ultimate goal for running is to compete in the LA 2028 Olympics and Sick. you know win a medal, yeah. do as well as I can there, win. Like that's the that, I, I the, like the person I am is like I set the biggest goals possible, and it's like and it's funny because like I don't know some people like obviously I'm not like I'm not like super close to that right now, but it's also like setting this five year goal, it's five year years away. When I was 18, got it tatted on me. I was like, okay. Hey, we gotta. I'm like. I'm like. Okay. I'm really. I gotta get. I. I gotta get this Olympic one Olympic ring. I mean. I made. I made a reel about it. It. Um. Got quite a bit of traction. But. Yeah. I. I when I was 18 years old, I had to. I. I was just doing a lot of training solo, and. I. I. I had this idea of like, hmm, I should get one Olympic ring, before I get the other four, and then like get the other four when I make it, and or just like, and yeah, like that. I got the ring to like show myself that and like to make a promise to myself, like, Hey, you can't get up on this. You can't quit. You have to go until you make the Olympics or at least, at least like die knowing that you gave it absolutely everything. So yeah, that's like that. My North star goal is like LA Olympics. Um, and then my day to day, what, what does my day to day look like? Today's actually a great day for that. Um, cause today's a huge, huge training day. So Tuesday, um, what does it look like? I wake up usually around like seven thirty, seven forty-five. Uh, get as much sleep as I can. I try to get nine hours because uh, just sleep is like super crucial for recovery. I view sleep as like if you're getting more sleep than your competitors, you're getting that edge. If they're yeah. not getting as much sleep as you, you know who's the dog? Proven. You know the dog. Yeah, the dogs are the one who's going to get the sleep um, because yeah. that's when you're actually eating better at running. Uh, but yeah, so day to day, like wake up like seven thirty, seven forty five, and then we uh, recently I started. We had practice at eight fifteen a.m. and like I never used to run and do my workouts super early, um, and I love it. Like you wake up, you know, today was misty, like sunrise was at eight, so we're basically running at the sunrise or crack of dawn, and then running um, a workout usually ends up being like total sixteen to eighteen k, uh, so it's over ten miles usually. Pretty yeah, at least ten miles. Then come back, have a huge meal, recover, uh, get a nap in, just because, like it, like I said, it's one of those things. It's the competitive edge, and then uh, wake up. Usually get either either I'll go do weights, um, get that done, or do weights later in the evening. But then get work done basically all day, um, in and around weight sessions, and then have a second run around like anywhere from like four to seven p.m. of like four to five miles. So getting in like on those workout days, like 14, 15, sometimes 16 mile days, um, just getting a lot of volume in and um, just basically working around that um, and then trying to get to bed as early as I can. But I always end up, uh, you know, to getting my content out for the day, I always end up being like, okay, no, like I need to post content um, today. So I, I don't, it, it usually, sometimes it makes me stay up a little later, but hey, it's a little consistency. But yeah, that's kind of what my day is looking like at, yeah, no, in uh, I mean, my training. It's mostly like, 
like main focus is running, but then obviously like I'm super like entrepreneurial and stuff. So I, and I, I love coaching people and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's super cool because like you definitely, it's, it adds a whole nother element of time that again, like your competition isn't necessarily doing. That's why you don't see, like, I don't see running influencers every single mm-hmm. day, not to use mm-hmm. like the, I use the influencer term lightly, but like, it's just, it's interesting. Like yeah. you kind of have this whole process, but I think that's why a lot of people can pull from yeah. it because it's also like, okay, yeah. this is actually possible. I mean, you've obviously built your following. I mean, you're almost at 5,000 people that have, you know, started to follow along. How long have you been creating content alongside the, the training? Um, that's actually a great question. Um, so I, I was posted on TikTok before, um, but like TikTok wasn't as personal. Like I was never actually like talking to the camera. But then one time, one day in, um, one day in August, I we, I just decided to, I was like, you know what, like, I kind of want to start posting content, like, I just want to speak to the camera. And I started doing that. And then the very first time, the very fo- first post that um, I posted, like, of me actually, like, speaking to the camera, like, showing my story fully, being truly authentic to the world, to Instagram, putting it out there to the world, was that Olympic ring tattoo. And then it, like, blew up and got, like, 90k views. And I was like, what? Damn, like, damn. And then... Ever since then, like I started posting more and more, and then and then eventually I just told myself, um, I'm just gonna post every day, and now I've been posting like, like give or take. But although um, someone named I don't know if you know Cam Manier, he just put out a challenge of posting for 30 days straight. Oh. So I'm gonna do that. Oh yeah, you tagged um, me in it. Yeah, oh yeah, I tagged I saw you. That. I'm yeah, in, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, picked a good week to, drink to do a it. liter of soy milk, bro. <laughs> yeah, like you don't you don't I, want I don't to even drink, drink regular milk. milk, so like that's not gonna work. But uh, yeah, exactly. Thank God you, you picked me on a day where I've got like 30 pieces of content good to go. I just gotta exactly. literally wake up and post it, and yeah. it will it will get yeah. out there. I've I've quite a bit of good stuff stocked up too. But yeah, so I've been like consistently posting content on IG, um, like probably a, I guess a couple months now. And it's funny because I was always scared to put it on IG because, you know, everyone from high school follows you there. Uh, you like uh, people, you know, everyone you know is on IG. Like, um, but I, so I'd always just post on TikTok. But I was just like, dude, like, I don't care. Like, I, I and ever since I started posting content, just being my true, authentic self, I feel fucking amazing. Like, that's when you feel best is when you're just being you. Like, and like, it almost like, it let me be like, I'm be like, I, I, I'm okay. I can, like, I'm awesome. Like, I can do... I can be whoever I want to be and put that out to the world. And like, I don't care if you fuck with me or not, but I'm just going to be me, you know? And so that was definitely, um, that de- I'm definitely super glad. And I've just like connected with so many people, just the more pon- content I post and, um, yeah, it's, it's great. And, but yeah, you're saying like the, the whole like running influencer thing. Yeah. Cause like it definitely is hard to balance. Um, but I like, I don't know. I, I also, I also think it's like, I just think like, posting content is like the new wave and like i love it i personally enjoy doing it so i'm just going to keep continue doing that and try to build it as much as we can yeah 100 yeah, that's great to hear because like honestly we say it every week but it's like there's never been a easier time to basically get paid to be yourself mm-hmm. so, like it's just very the only difference is you're either going to sit down for a year or two years or like i say like a podcast is something i could do for the next 50 and yeah. like eventually yeah. enough pe- you need a thousand true fans to really fuck with you yeah and like you're gonna make enough than like a teacher salary like exactly and, and, and that's the, the way- other opportunities that come from it alone i mean i'm sure you get hit up all the time in your dms with potential collaborations and xyz like that's the underrated part where like you don't need ten thousand mm. followers to get access to that kind mm-hmm. of thing Mm, yeah totally it's funny you said the like thousand true fans or true followers uh that's my mike always says that too it's like if you have like 
you know like you can if you find a way to if you find people that really fuck with you like you can make the same like yeah teacher salad or whatever and that's the way i view it too and like i think there's a big shift in like the world right now it's just like even just like me being around the school right now i recently like i was funny i was going to do business but i switched it to communications because i'm like okay like art and communications is going to be the thing that's not replaceable in the new economy like with ai taking everything over lawyers are going to be extinct because oh just ask ai what the contract means you know people like like there's going to be no accountants ai is going to take that over so this is like the people who are truly authentic and yeah have a personal brand like are going to be the ones that can you know provide value to the world um but yeah dude yeah also just um yeah tell me about I, I, this is one thing tell me about like what business do you run you said that you do like linkedin lead gen right yeah so we i really do uh personal and b2b brand consulting and then like our main our main funnel is a, a linkedin client acquisition mastermind so there's depending on what level you're working at we either consult you and your team weekly or we consult them daily through open calls um and then that's everything from sales scripts to automations we're using to expedite the process to you know xyz um, but yeah, I'm getting more into the one-on-one kind of people that don't necessarily have 500 bucks a month to work mm-hmm. with me, but just mm-hmm. need like strategic planning. Like I need somebody to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. That's really where like the discord and all that comes in. Cause you know, so, but I started as an SMMA. So I started oh, okay. full Emon model nice. did that for, like the last four years. Oh. Yeah. Scaled it. Okay. To, like, yeah, we hit like a couple 10 K yeah. months and then you just kind of nice. hit a ceiling mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, I don't want to manage. Like I was doing like 14 hours of work a day, dude. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like the money's cool, I guess, but like no time to spend yeah. it or do anything with it. Yeah. And so I've built in the past 12 months, really built it on strategic partnerships. So like that nice. LinkedIn product is more something I sell that was already a mastermind community. And that I now can kind of add a whole nother element, you know, my creative side, build podcasts, yeah. do everything uh, under the sun. So yeah, that's been kind of the the approach um, moving nice. forward. And yeah, yeah, I was gonna sense. I was gonna ask how you yeah how you like got into like business stuff too because I, I actually had a short from content agency as well last year and mm-hmm. yeah like it's you just sold the dream of the agency but um, like like same here like at one point I was like working like full-time managing the whole social media for one guy and like it was a little harder for me to automate but then i was also trying to grow my agency and get more clients and i was just like this is absolutely just like a headache like you because you like on the agency like at least for content like you just have to be like and and when you don't have like softwares and automations in place like you just have to be answering to people every single day and like it's just it just becomes like crazy stress load for sure yeah and and like you hit the exact issue I ran into was the service delivery time compared to the time spent acquiring new clients. Like I got mm, those yeah. first 10, 10, dude, I got the first 10 K in retainers. I shit you not. I followed a hundred DMS a day for a hundred days and I held myself to it. And I probably was like 80% on it, but like, it does work. Like once you hit that kind of volume, it does work. Then it's like, they come in and if you don't have a sales team or then you, I went and got a sales team. But then I realized I got to train a sales team and I got to meet with a sales team every single day. Mm-hmm. And I have to make sure they're hitting their KPIs because I don't have time to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, like this yeah. is why you kind of get partners. And But it's good. Like I tell people, you have to go through that shit to actually learn how to do it the right way. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm so glad I had something that went to 10K and dropped 80% and then mm-hmm. I had to rebuild mm-hmm. it back. Like yeah. I always say like craziest month of my life, but also like so beneficial because I was mm-hmm. able to see on a silver platter, here's where you fucked up and here's what's got to mm-hmm. change, you know? yeah definitely yeah that's actually um 
just kind of like my business journey. I like, I, I started off in door to door sales like a year ago, like August, 2022. And was that solar? And I just like, um, so I started, <laughs> it's so funny. I started off in telecom. It was a crap, um, offer. Like it wasn't a good gig. Like it wasn't a good sales team culture, but then quickly moved to solar setting. And like, I, honestly, I just, I just wasn't good at selling. Like I was just, wasn't that great at it, but I was, I learned like over time and, um, and then eventually I was offered, I was actually like, there was a solar sales guy who came to train our team. And then when I was there, um, I was just talking to him and then we started talking about social media and stuff. And like, I showed him what I was posting and like how I kind of grew on TikTok and stuff. And then, um, how I knew how to edit. And then I started working for him and then I was like, Oh, I should like, and then, and then I started working for him. That was a really good opportunity. Did his videography, um, went to some really cool places with him. And then, um, and then that's when I was like, okay, now I want to do my agency got a few clients and then and then yeah like you said like the workload was def definitely super like just, just the whole like and also just like sitting you don't you don't necessarily want to sit at your desk for 12 hours a day you know like that's not that life you know like you want to be living you want to be doing stuff like this you want to be outside you want to be working out when you want to you want to be tapping into the creativeness when you want to and then um yeah that, so i kind of realized that like i was like hmm, is the agency the best model and then my friend who actually has um jacob brackets his name he has a home service uh, well, he, well, he still, he still has it, but he's not, I don't think focusing on it as much now, but he had a home service business. Mm. Uh, so like pressure washing, um, window cleaning, gutter cleaning. And that's like a really good business model, like really profitable. And then we started doing door to door sales, built a door to -door sales team. And then I started a franchise for him. Um, that's the whole summer. And then, and then I, I and then it, I kind of realized I'm like, Hey, this is kind of more what I want to be doing. I want to be like talking to people. I want to be having around people my age. I want to be outside in the sun. And, um, then I ended up kind of doing that all summer. And then, now I'm here and then that's kind of, I kind of had the realization, um, realization as well. Like, and that's kind of why I'm leaning more into the personal brands. Like what's the actual life that you want? Like you want to be like fully free and be able to move everywhere. Like with the homes are as busy, you can't travel everywhere and work from your phone and all this, all this type of stuff. So, um, it's definitely, um, you learn, you learn, you learn less. You, you always think like, this is the business model that's going to take you to a millionaire, but like you always learn these lessons just by trial and error and just by time. hundred percent dude. It's probably what I've realized, and honestly, it's probably why I've naturally gravitated towards just taking the podcast so seriously yeah. next year. Was like the more I was spending, the more time I spend doing stuff like this, the more the, that I'm actually I know I'm enjoying. I don't like it's not a drag to prep for this. It's not a drag to like I'll post and have this probably up on YouTube within 36 hours. Like yeah, and those That's impressive. That, right, like more opportunities tend to come of that and so i was just like okay i used to always just be like there's no way to, i don't want to get money for the podcast it's not something that's monetizable and now i'm seeing i've shifted my focus oh maybe it mm -hmm. is like yeah. maybe there is something here mm -hmm. you know maybe eventually mm -hmm. we can teach people how to do it but mm -hmm. let's get the reps in and yeah. so now i'm looking at like next year you know maybe we're at you know ten thousand subs on youtube and then it's like okay now i could coach people mm -hmm. on how to do this and it's mm -hmm. like whatever comes in throughout next year just by being consistent with content is gravy great you know i'll be fine and then like yeah so it's like it really is like you mentioned earlier like playing the five-year game just on mm -hmm. you know interesting different parallels but um, definitely dude that was that was what you said there about like kind of like taking your like podcast more seriously and like I, I was, uh, I, I brought him a couple of times, but I was having this conversation with my friend Jacob who, um, yeah, basically, yeah, he built the, built the home service empire in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, it was like, he had, he had a big client list and just, I, I have a ton of respect for that guy, but we were talking and he was, uh, he was in Nick's Cousins group and then he was talking about someone from there. He was talking with him and what he said was, 
you, okay, what do you actually want? And then take a step back. What do you actually want? And then he said, he said what he wanted. And then this guy said, you actually do know what it takes to get there. You either just don't have the information and knowledge or you just don't believe in it enough. And you don't actually, you don't actually think it could happen. So that's why you're holding your back, holding yourself back, doing these, maybe these other opportunities. And that's why you're not going all in on this. And then I was like, whoa, like it was like a big flip. It's for me. And I was just like, and that's what I also realized. I was like, dang, like, like I actually could coach people for running you know like i'm like i I can do this you know like this is what i'm passionate about this is what i'm meant to do and like even on the on like i expect of like podcasts as well like i was obviously like i i I literally haven't put out a song yet either but like i I was sometimes i like i got thinking the other night i was like dude like screw like what if i make a song and then just like post it like crazy on tiktok and like promote that like there's no reason why that can't blow up like so like it's and it goes back to the point that everything is a mental is what your mind allows yourself to think is possible. So if you if you have all these limiting beliefs, these negative beliefs, you're hanging around people that have negative beliefs, you're not going to think anything's possible and you're not going to think you can get rich and you're not going to think you can, you know, live the life that you want and actually do what you truly want. Um, but like, it's it's like, you, it's like you have to unlock your mind and I don't know, the mind is so powerful and if you can rewire it to, you know, achieve your greatest dreams if you can subconsciously be just be like in abundance like yeah like yeah everything is truly 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 possible if you just if your mind can wrap itself around that it is possible 100 you have to have the thought repetitions and i'm curious kind of when did that start kind of for you when did it i think as runners we naturally like train our mind muscle because we're literally committing yeah. to pain or like voluntary yeah. pain every single day right yeah. and the most so like pain I, the most pain the most pain like <laughs> it's the most lactic. pain you could possibly put your body through but like i saw in one of your videos like that's why you get the most dopamine release after a run than anything else you could ever possibly do right yeah and because so like, you're yeah. you're you're it's like you're like because you're putting your body in the most pain it can it's like you're like willing the power of god you know it's like like when you're in that last like hundred meters of like a eight by 400 one minute rest workout and you're like, ah, like you're scre- like it's screaming to say no, but you're powering through that and you're willing through that. And then you finish it. You're like, holy shit, I'm powerful. Like it's the best, best feeling ever. Yeah. You can, you can really ride that wave, but I, I and I'm curious, like, so when did it kind of, when did you start applying say like the running mindset, being able to overcome pain and change and all that kind of stuff to like, life and like in general like you started applying it more yeah like outside versus just on the track or do you would you say it's always just kind of naturally appeared in your your day-to-day life along with running um definitely yeah just because like or like what like so wait, like is there anything you again? did would you say like did you commit to certain practices to get your mind in the best shape is there anything like you started doing that you maybe weren't doing like you know, say high school running or just heading into college that you do yeah. now that you'd say like keeps uh, your, your mental state. Cause you're, you're able to k- maintain this, you know, running 80 miles a week, just for anybody who looks at that on paper would be like, I can't do anything else. Yeah. And you're still yeah. doing all of, you still have a fresh brain to really mm-hmm. you know, do all of these things. Yeah. I think, um, 
there was definitely a big shift when so i started running like i've always ran but then i always played other sports like played really high level hockey my whole life i actually used to play in the same line as a guy in the nhl now so and that used to be that used to be my life but and, and then i see that and i'm like okay you have to make it running like if you pick this you better fucking make it dude um but um yeah there was a shift um i, I actually got Got it from my friend Matt Swanson is his name. He goes to Louisiana State. He's a Canadian record holder in the 600 two times, multiple time national champion. And this guy, like this guy's built different, and he just he never sets limits on himself. He like, like, and I I truly believe this guy will break the world record. Like, hey, clip that, clip yeah. that. When he breaks the world record, clip back. But um, he just never sets beliefs like limits on himself. And like, and then once I started hanging around him. I was just like, dang, like, you know, maybe I can do these things I want to do. Like, cause like, I remember in high school, I'd be sitting in like classroom in grade 10, people ask, like, I, I, you know, they knew I ran and stuff and they'd be like, yeah, like, do you want to make the Olympics someday? Like, do you think you'll make the Olympics? And I was like, I would sit there and I'd think, Hmm, like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like I'd want to do that. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't fully confident in saying it, but now it's like, and then what I did was, it's literally just repetition. Like you tell yourself, like I'm an Olympian, 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 and and then I well, and then I got a tat on myself. And like after doing that for so long, like I, you tell yourself so much. Like if you tell yourself something so much, and then your closest friends also believe it, and they tell you too, it teaches your subconscious brain. It's like, oh no, he is that. And like I did that so much that I got to the point where it's like, damn, like there's no way I don't make the Olympics, like. Like, like, like what? Like, there's no way it doesn't happen. And it, it, it's just like, you tell yourself something so much that like, it, it, it like your mind starts like, yeah, it's just like reprogramming your, reprogramming your subconscious. Um, and then like, and then obviously like kind of applying that to like more life and like business and stuff. And like, like there's definitely like, when I started door sales, bro, like I struggled a ton. Like <laughs> there was so many days, like I, I remember like the first month or so many days where I worked for 10 hours, knocked doors all day, came home with zero. And like, I was just like, Damn. but like, and, and in those times, like I didn't necessarily believe that I could succeed at it. Um, I didn't believe it yet, but there was, then there's also just like the willpower of like, no, like I'm going to do it till this works. I know this is what all entrepreneurs need to do. So I'm going to do it. And just like sticking through that. Like it's not, you're not always going to have a whole bunch of faith in yourself, but when you do the things that you thought you couldn't do and you you just keep doing the thing you know you need to do when it really sucks that i think that's when the belief is built that you actually will become that person so if like if you if you want to be an olympian and you keep showing up through injury you keep showing up like I, like i'm not gonna lie like i've had like the last two crack seasons have not been up to my standards they've been crap in my mind but i'm still going i'm still going and we actually keep showing up after you fail and you keep showing up like that's when the, the belief is built um so yeah i'd say like just like yeah definitely obviously like you can there's also like i remember when i joined tribe there's also like the this app called maxi that like reprograms your kind of your thinking patterns yeah, and it re it. and it reads it to you it reads yeah. it like it reads your whole like what you want your life to look like and i think that helps as well um and i actually had an idea um actually no i'm not going to talk about that that's kind of in the works but um yeah i have a, i have I have an idea that I want to do like kind of something with something that's like similar to that, but we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep that. We'll keep that in the vault for now. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep that on a DL for now. Now. Yeah. You use Maxi every day. Cause I just used it. I just started like two months ago um, using it. 
Um, yeah, like when I joined Tribe, I I use it pretty much every day. Mm. I think that was a good tool. And then um, I haven't I hadn't used it for a really long time, but it recently, um, uh, yeah, because like I kind of like well, because I, I went through the whole like Tribe course, and then it didn't really resonate with me as much as like uh, once I kind of learned it. But like now, like I was kind of making a new offer, and it kind of resonated again. Like his content kind of changed, and so I started. It's actually funny. I started using Max again, and like, and then I find when you when you use maxi and then you all your your mindset your goals are played to you before you sleep i feel like whenever i use it i wake and it, when, whenever i use it before i go to sleep i wake up the next day and i'm like i know what i need to do you know what i mean so i think i think that's what's best at. it just like programs your mind for the day yeah 100 percent. i've noticed that too i've experimented like in the morning i've experimented at night and then i like it because it's like five minutes and like after i hear it if my eyes are shut like i can meditate for another 10 20 minutes just mm. in the silence of like those thoughts like happening and i think it's something we've hit on a lot today where it's just like the more you tell yourself what your reality is your mind can't tell the difference you're just yeah. gonna start seeing uh, those opportunities it's just like like my favorite example is like you know you used to play the the game in the car where you're looking for license plate letters or you're looking for a specific car right and you got points every time you found that car license plate letter and you, as soon as you focused on that thing, like I'm looking for A or I'm looking for this red truck, like you saw the freaking red truck every single yeah. time and you're uh -huh. passing it, you know, you're passing it every day. Whereas I'll drive yeah. down, like I have no, have no clue. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's science. Like people, they think it's like foo-foo. And I'm like, honestly though, but that's, that's why the 1% do it and the 99% don't mm -hmm. and they, they won't because yeah. they're not willing to accept that as actual reality. Yeah. They'd rather live like, in like, this unconscious like uncomfortable this is hard this shit sucks mm. blah 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 and i'm like you you're choosing to do that i don't people like i i have struggled with empathy because I'll, people always tell me their their issues and i i go to logic like immediately because i know it's like a thought pattern and they're, they're making they're creating those emotions and it's like it frustrates me it's like i know you can it, it just how you created those negative emotions you can snap yourself right out of it here mm -hmm. in like 30 seconds yeah know? or like, like even I actually have three things um, mm -hmm. like relating that to like you, even like when you're in a hard rep and you're running and you're telling if you tell yourself it sucks I've, I've experienced it with many different things like w the mental games you play with yourself in your running like you tell yourself it sucks like this is fucking sucks like David Goggins hard mode like I don't really I don't I, that's just it doesn't really work as well for me there you can also tap into the like white hot anger where you're like okay it's wartime like we're about to kill and like, that can work too I, that has worked for me before and then you can also like but I find like recently when I'm training, I tap into this like state of like, yo, like this is, I feel so good right now. I'm amazing. Like, I'm like, like in like this workout we did this morning, I'm like, dude, like you feel amazing. Like you're cruising right now. And I keep telling myself that. And then I'm like, stay in contact, stay in contact. Yeah, you got this. You got like, and that self-talk, like I'm like, and then it starts to become true. Um, and then, well, oh yeah, the, you're, you're talking about like the 99% thing, like, you know, like unconscious. And then the 1% of the guys who like tell themselves, good stuff every day um it reminds me of, like the quote like you know maybe not uh maybe millionaires don't believe in uh, astrology but billionaires they do yeah. <laughs> is one of, one of those things one of those things and recently yeah. like i kind of like i'm sure i think like got getting a bit into astrology like or just like i've seen stuff in my life that's happened i'm being like huh you know it's cool to find out how it's all connected i you yeah know, like uh i met a guy and he studied it in college and he talks about how like the western world has the whole idea of astrology all all messed up like it's actually you're supposed to be taking the eastern or the hedonic hedonistic approach or something like that there's some other 
And he was like, I always thought I was like a Sagittarius. And he's like, oh, what day you were born? And I told him, he's like, oh, you're actually a ficus. And like a ficus has like all these similar similarities to a Sagittarius, but there's distinct differences that like were so accurate. He's like, yeah, you probably think this. And like, you know, you're kind of just like, you understand or like, you don't, I don't know what it was. He just nailed so many different things like about having kind of like a carry-free attitude but also like knowing like you're here to like win and like just so many like interesting things and they do they help they help build the self-confidence because when you think about source and you just think about everything it's like this is the science of what we're kind of made up of so Mm -hmm. like why would we why have we been so deterred from like paying attention to it yeah like you know it circles back to the whole idea you know that people have on this you know take of like you know the north and like how you know we're just fed all this shit to distract us mm-hmm. and you know we're fed the shit food and we're fed the you know we're yeah. we're convinced that we're supposed to live this hamster wheel life when like there's these secrets you know that we have to find in books or from people that are like feel bold talking about them and it's like mm. but that's that's where i look for those you know what are the one percent things that the 99 yeah, percent are doing definitely. it's like those are the things because they're doing the research to be like oh just because it's not hand fed to me doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. Like, well, you talked about you talked about like the source, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely like, and I'm not necessarily like religious, but like I believe in, I know, and I've like found God. Yeah. And Same. let's talk. Let's talk about that for a quick second, because yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, like, well, like me personally, I found God through meditation. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. What 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 was it? It was just a whole bunch of time of silence. And then I went on like a silent retreat for 24 hours, didn't talk to anyone. It was a whole bunch of time of silence. I didn't hear anything. I would meditate for half an hour at least every every morning. Or I, sometimes I would meditate half an hour twice a day. But I was meditating a ton. And when I did that, it was just silence. I wasn't taking in any content. I wasn't taking in anything. I was just taking in what God was telling me and what God was showing me. And... Yeah, I think, like, if you if you want to find God, just spend a ton of time in silence. Like, it's hard. The first time I went to go sit for half an hour in silence, I was like, "How am I gonna do this?" I, I thought meditating was like five minutes max. That's the most I've ever done. And then, but I just did, and then I was like, "Huh?" Like a lot of answers just came to me through, purely through silence. I'm, yeah, I'm wondering if uh, uh, if you, uh, you yeah. If you want, want to talk about experiences, yeah. No, it's interesting. It's like I I don't I like talking about it because like. I grew up very traditional, like super Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Like woke up at seven a.m. to go to church until I was like fourteen years old. Yeah. Right. And I, but I always just being the curious kid I I was. I wasn't. I never took it at face value. I was like mm-hmm. I always understood what they were teaching. Like I went to Sunday school. Like I'm confirmed. Like and I I I understood like the purpose of it. But I wasn't necessarily just taking everything as this is how it all went down. Right. Like this is mm-hmm. how. The world started this is you know you know he died and came back and you know all these all these things that you know we're taught you, to believe and while you, I do believe, you question things like you I weren't like oh you, you 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 didn't just accept it blindly no. oh because i understood that i was like i mean you're confirmed at 14. like who is conscious enough from seven years old to 14 to, to make their own you know decision about something so like that would dict will end up dictating like a good bit of your life because like you said like we mentioned then i kind of went through a period where it just he just wasn't very present i think it's like a good like once i hit high school like would pray before races and always had a connection with god and was like Mm -hmm. that was like my thing um but i always just kind of i recently really started to realize like maybe the reason 
I was thinking the way I was thinking was because, you know, we're gods in all of us. Mm -hmm. And that started to tie things. That's kind of the approach I've taken to it now where like my belief around it is that, you know, we're all living here, you know, at the same time, having the same experiences for a reason. There's a reason me and you get connected. Mm -hmm. There's a reason I'm connected yeah. to Mars. There's a reason all of that stuff magically lines up. And mm -hmm. it's because you know a lot of and a lot of the guys i'm around are believers i'm not friends with like a ton of atheists no. like and i'm not oh it's me not neither like a, it's not a discriminatory thing it's a natural thing mm -hmm. i think i'm around a lot of believers because well, that's what reason. you attract exactly mm -hmm. you know and if he's in all of us then he would naturally bring us all together and that's why i've taken this approach i know we're all here to win mm -hmm. and, you know like we're mm -hmm. here from magic there's no reason we can't make it like that is always like i've had that ingrained in me because i that's really where I've, I've transitioned into it. But yeah, initially started just super serious, like Catholic, but I would say I never bought into that kind of tradition until like now I've taken my own approach to it. And I'll probably raise my kids in that sense, but letting mm -hmm. them kind of create their own, you know, assumptions around it. Like I want to get married in a church and like do the traditional mm -hmm. thing. But mm -hmm. other than that, you know, I try to keep it just, you know, we're not going to, they're not going to be raised Jewish necessarily because I'm not, you know, <laughs> yeah. unless I marry a Jew, you know, but yeah, exactly. it'll be like, I want them to kind of have their own opinions on it, I guess would be the, the best way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I've decided like the way I'm going to raise my kids is definitely going to be in Islam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, at the same time though, like, I mean, it all, it, it all is, it's all the same thing at the Here's end, a end of the day. Like, I, I'm I, curious. I, I mess Which with one? Islam, like, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, but you brought up an interesting point because I know what my answer is, but like what other, I know you said you weren't necessarily raised under a certain religion, but if you were, or if you were to, if you had to pick one now, which one do you say mm -hmm. you would gravitate the most like towards, <laughs> you think? You know what? It's actually funny. Like I probably wouldn't. Yeah, that's, a, well, this is the thing. Like I wouldn't, I don't think I actually would raise my kids that way, but like it, it's kind of is like, just because like, um, like I feel like like the strongest religion that like people actually like respect and like follow is actually like Islam. Just because it's like, yeah, right. some people like, like a lot of people just go to church, but they don't actually like, they don't practice it. They just like, they're like, like in Christianity, like they don't like no, practice. These guys fast for like, like three days. Yeah, dude. man. Like, and, go, like, it's just like, if you don't fast, yeah. like you're, you're a pussy. Like yeah. get the hell out of here. You like know? you're out. Like you're, exactly. like, you're off the squad. Like, like they're about it, bro. They're yeah. about it. So yeah, I think, um, I think that's kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but also like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, I think I would let my kids just, yeah, find find God and whatever God themselves. That's, and that's I just cool, really, dude. really encourage things like being in nature. I think in nature you're really gonna find it. Being in meditation, um, and you, hey, you, you mentioned um, praying before races. I've definitely, I pray, I, I've definitely prayed a bit before race. But I also like when I visualize too. Sometimes I just go to the stadium where I'm gonna racing, where I'm competing. And I just like visualize and pray of like where I want to be. Yeah, t tell me about like, yeah, like the power powerfulness of like praying before races and then i want to hear a bit more about like your running career and how you transition that towards business and all that yeah stuff. yeah 100 percent. i mean it started really just you know i've always kind of just a, i mean yeah the praying before races is always a thing i mean definitely like it would be night night before usually honestly on a nightly basis i'm doing it but similar situation like i get to the track and really my first thing was always like even if it was a cross-country course like i was finding the track if we were at a track meet 
again just finding the track and like getting comfortable on it and then i usually go stand in like the middle of everything even if there was a ten thousand people there and i would just totally check out like i would just kind of look up to the sky and like kind of walk in like a circle and just be thinking about how i visualize the race be like praying be like thanking you know god and like i lost a lot of people that were close to me and just like you know i would always kind of talk to them before the race and then once i kind of did that i would just kind of do the sign of the cross and then go back to the team and it was like i was locked in from there mm. like the training the routine started um and my running career i mean it's it's interesting i grew up playing baseball my whole life and then my dad got the baseball job at the public school like when i was heading into high school and so i had just done a running camp my eighth grade year and it was like they're the coach at the private school had coached that running camp and he used to he used to run at uf like set a bunch of school records was like this crazy fast guy and i loved working with him and he's like you know you should come run here and play baseball and at the time my dad wasn't the coach at the other school so i was like i'd went to public school my whole life but i was like you know this could be mm -hmm. fun you know big fish in a small pond they weren't yeah. as competitive as the other school i would have ran at mm -hmm. so you know i could have like competed in the top five of state every year probably with average times you know mm -hmm. and then he got the job and i was like all right so i'm not giving up the baseball thing yet gotta go play for my dad he's been my coach my whole life this was you know, high school I, yeah. yeah so i didn't even run track till my junior year really of no way school. that's actually funny yeah. because that was like yeah like yeah. the same with me like the the year i actually took it seriously because i was always doing a whole bunch of other stuff for that exactly yeah so like i would play baseball in the spring which is when our track season was and i'd run cross country in the fall and that year mm -hmm. like heading into the summer for cross country i was like i'm not gonna do it like i don't want to be on a team i'm gonna like run like oh i had this idea that i could just like run open <laughs> And like unattached and like have a private trainer in jacksonville and do that and like i wouldn't have to be on a team and i was like so my dad's like all right you gotta go to summer conditioning for three weeks and if you really don't like it my older sister was a senior so she's on the team and like you know you know if you really don't like it you don't have to do it anymore we'll do it your way play baseball in the fall and do that other track shit you know whatever yeah. and so then like the date came around and it was like two weeks after the date and he's like, you still want to quit? And like, I'd already made boys with like all my sister's friends. I was like the freshman that was like already running seventh on the team and like was about nice. to take these senior spots. Like, <laughs> and that fired me up. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. shit, like I can like, I like fuck J, like what's JV? Like that's not, that's yeah. not like, I'm doing this, like I'm doing it. Yeah. And so yeah, I had a really good freshman cross country season, like set the freshman record and like made the competition wow. team. Yeah, it was super, it was super cool. And then didn't run track, played baseball. Then same thing the next year, sophomore was like running in the 16s and cross country, like for the 5k. And I was like, you know, really they were trying to push me to do track. And I started doing both in the, the sophomore track season. And then my dad's like, you know, you can't show up to baseball practice an hour late. And I was like, that's true, but I needed track times to get recruited. Like mm -hmm. no college was recruiting me without track times, yeah. right? yeah yeah so i went down that rabbit hole kind of tried to do both and then ultimately just got a couple track times played out the baseball season played out the baseball summer and then that next year just took track series but when i took track series it was like i'm going to state or i'm like because quitting baseball sucked it was like one of the toughest things i had to do mm, easily yeah. it was like you know my dad was my coach for 18 years yeah like it was like you don't yeah. just want to leave that but especially I when was, your dad i was pinch too. running yeah. yeah like i was pinch running i was undersized i couldn't like I wasn't, I hadn't found the gym yet. Like, and he was putting me out there to run. And I'm like, all right, well, if I'm gonna run, then I need to run on the track and get paid for this shit. <laughs> like, let's go. Exactly. So Definitely. yeah, my, my interest, like my story with running is always like, I can't say I didn't love it, 
but I can definitely say I never loved it as much as I loved baseball and it eventually caught up to me once I got to college and you know experienced like went through two years but then experienced life and was like you know heading into my last year was like you know I just want to live mm-hmm. and kind of go throughout this but I know if I had been playing baseball at that size school going through dude I would have played like single a farm league like making 25k a year just yeah. to like keep playing baseball yeah so like yeah that's why my story with running is interesting but it did translate well into business because it was like you don't get attached to things you know learn that mm-hmm. with baseball then learned it again quitting the college team and then you know like just having to show up every day the biggest thing i lost after i i quit track in college was i had a year where like i was in school but i wasn't doing anything else except you know really just running the business yeah and it was like i was just telling talk to my mom about this the other day it like i was never the type to wake up at 9 a.m 10 a.m now i was doing that then like having the track routine you have to eat right all the time you're mm-hmm. up at 6 a.m for practice you're running every day mm-hmm. and it was like i thought i was just like i didn't know why i was so depressed and i was like mm-hmm. dude you're not eating right you're not running every day i took a year off of running yeah. like it was like you know you're not you're not focused on the little things that that forced you to do every single day even though you didn't want to do yeah. it so i had to create those new habits that i didn't want to do every day apply them to the business and now 12 months into finally putting that puzzle together, I feel like I've got the momentum to, you know, go for the next five years. But like, right. it's just, it's, that's, you know, like, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. And I think like, it's so, it's so funny that you say that because I think the runner's lifestyle is literally like, it might be the most healthy lifestyle out there. Like definitely just cause like, like me personally, like I have to live like the healthiest man on earth in my mind to be competitive it's just like because it's like i mean any i mean any of these sports that are like purely performance based like cyclists like swimmers maybe gymnastics but uh, anything with this like cardio like it um the cardio element because like i'm like dude like i have to get mad i'm just like or else i'm gonna be slow like i have to eat amazing food i can't put any crap in my body or else i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be slower i'm gonna get injured um and i have to run every day and like i i I feel like amazing when i'm doing that and like i've never honestly it's funny i've never well no i've I've had like times where i can do like my two-week break like after my track season Mm -hmm. like my my off season that's like 12 days (laughs) but um (laughs) because it's just like you always need need to be building your base um but like i've done that before and like not ran as much and i just i i do definitely feel a little bit different like this year we just like although at the same time i also like turned it to the business like we were just like grinding door to door sales um, on one of the weeks in my off season this July. Mm-hmm. And like, I just turned that running focus into business, 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 grind, grind, grind. We knock, we was like, man, we did this week. It was like a discipline week. It's like mandatory knocking 10, 10 a.m. to 8, 8 p.m. every single day. And then um, we had to do a whole bunch of these other like challenge. We had to like spar each other and all this other stuff. But like, oh I realized that like, no matter what it is, um me personally like i just have to be fully going in on all in on something like if it's not running it's a business or if it wasn't running it would be fighting or uh like another sport or like music but like definitely like i'm not i honestly think like that's the happiest way that you're gonna be that's the happiest person you're gonna be that's just be like picking something and just giving it everything and like fully pursuing that 100 percent i agree and the biggest thing people you know you hit on earlier like you low-key know what you want to do you mm-hmm. just don't necessarily know what it looks like mm-hmm. 
but it's like mm. a lot of people like they're 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 putting that energy into other things even when you like we mentioned earlier like you start a business and you think that's the thing and like it mm. starts producing the monetary way to like be the thing but then you notice like oh i'm not fulfilled like this is like with mm -hmm. the millionaires that like get rich too quick like that's what they feel where they're like oh i'm like i'm spending all my money on the wrong shit and like i don't mm -hmm. feel right mm -hmm. and like and you, so and it, and it happens at every much. Yeah. yeah it, it can happen at 5k a month or 100k a month it's uh -huh. like you really um but you mentioned like eating healthy every day and i saw the first i think the first reel i saw you were talking about your sour candy addiction and i like have such <laughs> a resonation with that because like if oh i'm the God. healthiest person on earth but i can't seem to shake the fucking sour candy especially when i'm like creative bro <laughs> and it's like the worst <laughs> shit we can be eating dude it's like absolutely yeah. bar none the worst like they they outlaw it in other countries and like really it. oh i didn't know that you can't find it in europe you can't find skittles in europe california oh just God. bans skittles yeah, like, so yeah no way that's funny that you have that I, was, tell, tell me what it's like for you because bro i love that show. like dude gummies, it's just bro? like oh it's God. yeah it's like if i know i'm gonna like grind yeah. for work or ah. i'm gonna head to the coffee shop or like it's the end of the night and i'm like at target mm. like i'm just like <laughs> i'm like grabbing it like every single time it's only like two dollars you're like who gives a shit and then like you feel like shit when you wake up in the morning you're like oh i wonder yeah. why and then yeah. like your body can't even digest it's like swallowing gum yeah. like, my worst is like the gummy worms like they're my oh like, like the sour worms. gummy worms oh my yeah. god dude yeah no that was like a big thing for me because like i would i was always i've always like the last two years i've been like hey like 90 percent's gonna die and like it, it went from like I, like I, I growing up like my parents were like oh you'll burn anything you're a kiddo you're never gonna get fat you know like because yeah. but, but it's like you're what you're actually putting in your body just because i'm not gonna get fat just because i work out a lot doesn't mean it's the best thing to put on my body so i'd like drink pop and all this stuff and first thing uh once again my boy matt's he put me on matt swanson the canadian record holder um but he uh he was like like i was drinking pop at this restaurant when we were on our way to a meet and he's like dude that's really like, you're having two or three pops like what are you doing I was like, what? It's not, is it bad for you? Like, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't even know, you know? And then, and then I started trying to eat healthy and then they're like, okay, now I'm not going to eat like any Popeyes, but then, oh, like sometimes here and there. And then like, I, and then it got to the point where I was like, okay, now I'm never going to eat a greasy meal. And then the last thing for me, or like, and then it, it gets to the point where like, hey, like I don't really have a desire to drink just because I know it's going to hurt my performance. Then the last thing was candy for me. And I just like, I decided like in August, like, in the new build-up is like hey it's like do you really want to be about it and know that you did everything that to be the best athlete and it's like dude like you can't be eating candy and every there's even still times where i like look at it or like in the store and i'm like oh, that'd be really good right now and then I'm like nah nah it's just like it's and it's hard but it's just like and then once you do that you're like yeah i am who i am but then then now i'm like getting i'm getting sort of the point where i'm like hmm, like even if even if i went I mean, I'm like I told myself I'm not gonna like buy candy, like go get candy, like like or, or at least have like a like a gut, big old like bag of gummies until like after the next track season. But then I'm like, yo, at, at that point, will I even want to? Because I know it's gonna feel make me feel like crap. I'm not sure. Probably. Not. <laughs> uh, that's what happened with soda, dude. Once I quit soda, mm. I was like the same thing. It was like soda, fast food, and then now it's just like take the candy and I will be good. I've got like, like I fast, I'm like, I'm good. I yeah. try not to eat too long before bed. Like we've dialed that kind of stuff in, but mm -hmm. yeah, dude, that's an interesting one. Yeah, um, we're almost an hour in here. So yeah, it's been, Damn, it's been, it's been, I know, right? Just floating. It flies. We on a wave. Day. 
Hey, yeah, well, they're good. It, it, yeah, it, it fucking flies. We've had quite a few. It looks like I know I'm, this guy Adam keeps requesting to join. And I'm like, uh, I don't. Uh, uh, we can we can answer questions. There's some yeah, questions. Yeah, I know. Do you see any? Uh, I know. Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, it, it says here's one. I think someone uh, said, "How do you how do you motivate yourself?" Oh, cool. Well, they, they, this is it, is it the is it the very quote? How do you motivate yourself to go running? Um, I'll go for that one. I motivate my, my well, honestly, it's not always motivation. Like, there's times like the other night, like it was like it was dark and it was like 8 p.m. I was like, "Cash, like I got my run." It's like not even motivation, but the, it's just like be like just knowing that you have to do it and you go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, I'd say it's not about motivation. It's just like frame it like this: like have the respect for yourself that you are the person that you say you are and you are good on your word and if if, if you frame it like that you're like okay hey, i'm not gonna miss it like how am i gonna go tell my um girl if that i'm i'm like who i say i am if i don't even tell myself that you know you know what i mean so that's kind of how do you motivate yourself yeah just discipline just 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 make the well, that's also a good thing to do is like accountability like I remember there was this one time when I was like posting on YouTube and I like, so I like shook hands with my friend and I was just like, dude, if I don't post every day on YouTube this week, I'm an absolute pussy. Like I'm like, I'm like, I'm nothing. And I like shook his hand and I was like staying up till 3am posting YouTube videos, but. <laughs> it's funny. Which of us has the better mile time? Definitely Sebastian. What is, what did you dude, top out? I don't know though, to be honest, because like my, my 1500 is only 410. So that's like four twenty. Okay, seven. Yeah, so we have like the same mile time. That's so, I. Stopped, I peaked at yeah. The fastest I ran was like four twenty. Yeah, that was from like one. That, that was from like two years ago. This last season, it kind of. <laughs> I tried a new training program. It was way too intense. I just had no base. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't didn't even didn't even PV this year. But this week this year we're feeling fit. Aerobic base is high. I mean, I'm hoping indoor. I'm hoping for 410. That's my goal for the mile. For the mile, not yeah. the not the 1500. Right. But I mean, like, I think I'll probably open up around 416. And what event are you working on? Like, did you say like the first thing you'll compete in like soonest? Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm probably gonna race a 5k cool. at around the, the track. At, uh, a road 5k at the road end of 5K. November just to like test my base because I've been doing I've been doing a base for like August. I haven't been racing cross. I'm like six eight two hundred. That's like cross isn't really my thing. Yeah. I might race cross next year if like that's if the team needs me. But yeah. I mean it's not my it's not my bread and butter. You know I'm a big boy. Gotcha. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna race a 5k road race. Hopefully, sh- I mean like I think it should. I, hopefully it's under 1530. Mm-hmm. Um. And then or like, well my goal is like sub 15. And then the fit 5K, and then indoor January, racing the mile, and cool. yeah, that's hopefully get as close to 410 as, as possible. Yeah. But um, how to run an 800 meter, Zyger Mafia? How to run an 800 meter? I would say you definitely got to start hard. Um, you definitely got to be a positive split. Get out there first 200. Um, I would say like first 200, like you got to go pretty pretty hard, and then you kind of like settle into that next lap. But you, yeah, and then like 500 to go, it's going to start hurting. Then you hit the bell lap, and you're like, okay, now it's time to ramp it up, ramp it up. And like 300 to go, you're like, okay, right? Don't like hold it back, but like you almost you almost kind of start kicking. And then 200 to go, you're like, okay, let's go. And then like 150 to go, you just ramp it up. And like 100 to go, you just go all up. That's basically. What was you that one? Any, you had, how to 
the eight. How to run an eight hundred? You got you got any words for that? Oh, dude, that was my shit in high school. I love that shit, dude. Because I was where if I, I could got be to like see the, the kid, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, I was the I was the asshole that just like waited till there was three hundred to go, <laughs> and because I was distant. I could just turn it that last straightaway. Mm-hmm. It was like I, that momentum was mine through the turn. But yeah, I mean, the, the simplest thing I could say on that was uh, focus on the last 300. And like, you know, mm-hmm. first straightaway, yeah. I really focused on opening up and just getting as much ground as I could and then shortening up around the turn. And then, like you said, just balls to the wall, fucking all out the last yeah. 100. And yeah, it usually worked out pretty well for me. I got some pretty sick videos that pump me up still just like hunting guys down yeah it's just fun yeah this guy this guy who was commenting some such shit said more hair gel jack i know dude <laughs> that's I, some that's some junior high comments yeah, right there bro <laughs> we sorry, picked the bro. worst religion no i know yeah, i'm sorry uh, dude that's freeze, just some junior uh, high comments freeze is one of those guys <laughs> that literally you can't he doesn't have a face on social media but he just like found me through an old dirty bot like a boston account that i was working with Oh, okay. And, yeah, then he like just started commenting and DMing me all the time, and I have no idea who he is, what he does. Bro, yeah. He, he I, hopped in on those live streams too, and would just like beef the guests. And I'm like, dude, I like nobody yeah. knows who you are. Yeah, but, I know. I got I got a couple guys who, you know, as you post con- content, and then like some of it's a little more controversial, or just if you're just like, if you're just yourself, and like you're like, if you're talking your shit, you know, if you got some energy behind your voice, you're gonna get people who do that. Um, but I, yeah, no, I got. A, Couple guys who just comment like, you know, talk talk a little shit everywhere. Oh, you know, I respect it. You don't talk your shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of funny. One kid, I know Lars asked this one from the stories, but he said, "How do I not get fatigued while running?" Mm. You got any tips for that? Not get fatigued while running. I mean, like, I hate to say it, but like, if you're new to running, like, 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 you you just got you just got to do it more. Like, you're never not gonna get fatigued. Like, even if I go for an easy run, sometimes I might like. It, sometimes i might be feeling good and i don't even get fatigued to like 92 hours but like eventually you're gonna get fatigued so like no matter what your level it is and like it depends on how fast you're going but i would say like best advice for that is like always start your runs nice and slow like for an easy run like don't start it like too fast because it then then it's just gonna make the way run way harder for yourself so like say you got like a 30 minute run don't start it at like like warm up into it and then you all it just the way your aerobic system works it always gets better later so like like because in reality like if you're a beginner runner like it take your aerobic system takes 12 minutes to warm up if you're more experienced up to tw- like 20 to actually be fully warm so yeah start start your run slower and then like feel it as you go like even when even when i do workouts like say i have like the other the other day i had it had eight by 1200 um yeah i always i always start them slow and like it, it did kind of like feel easy at the start but then like okay now now we kind of and then by now by the fifth sixth seventh eighth rep i can fully fully actually start sending it because i'm fully warmed up you know and then and then I, and then it's just way easier that way so always like start slower no matter what it is like well except for the 800 meter you have to start fast but that's more of almost pretty much a sprint but <laughs> for every distance race is like yeah start slower end up and faster a negative split but yeah, yeah applies to easy running too though for sure interesting cool um and then i don't know this isn't really a question is, is he a fellow romanian <laughs> i think it's, you know, it's hilarious is it, uh, the, is it the uh flag in your bio <laughs> bro i thought that was so funny no, that's not that's not the romanian flag that's the chad flag 
<laughs> bro, it's so funny because me and me and my everyone know me and my boys always joke about being a Chad. And um, <laughs> one time I was just typing out like Chad, and then the flag came up on like the emoji recommended <laughs> when I was texting, and I was like, you know, that's my new flag. That's my nationality, bro. I'm excited Gosh. to represent the the country of Chad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool dude. so funny awesome. yeah so i'm not um, romanian i'm swedish icelandic descent but canadian third generation yeah. canadian gotcha cool and then okay i don't know who this adam lodo guy is he keeps trying to join so i assume he's got a question he's i'm gonna like get a question i can always remove him if it's not a good idea um first we got just a little young i like that username g i like it uh said what made you fall in love with the sport what made what what made me fall in love with the sport um so i started you know running was the first like school sport you could do in elementary it was run club i don't know why they call it run club run club run team but anyways it was run club and i was like you know what i think i want to do it um yo ayo david says what's up what's up david um but i was like yeah you know what like i I'm gonna try running and I, I was like just kind of naturally good at it. and then my dad used to run so then he like immediately started like training me like you know we did a few runs before the races and then the next season this was like grade one and then grade two the next season he'd like train me hard like he'd do me give me doing lactic training like hard training before the races and just because i trained more than anyone um i remember there's like the, my, the first race i won uh the kfa race i still remember vividly and like it's funny it was just grade two it's a small race but like it's so significant in your mind as those memories of the kid and then there's a 1200 meter race i ra we raced around a lake my dad would always this is one thing he did really well with me is he'd always like instill visualization of races and into into me and he'd he, like he'd instill the race plans like hey hang around the pack hang around the pack but once you get that corner get on the shoulder get on his shoulder and then once you see the finish line go and go until like only only pass when you know you're gonna win and um yeah, I played played the race like that, and then like I took a win, and like, it was like three hundred kids in the race, and I was just so gassed about like winning. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, dang, I didn't lose to anyone out of three hundred people, and like that feeling of winning just like felt so unstoppable. And the feeling of winning paired with the feeling of pushing your body to absolute exhaustion is like just absolutely like nothing, and it, you get this burst of energy. It's like, and so like nothing else has ever replaced that in my life, and that's why I'm still running, and that's why I'm still pursuing this. So um, that's what made me fall in love running is the feeling of winning and. I just want to win in the absolute highest level because that feeling is just going to be irreplaceable. So yeah, yeah that's sick. Um, yes, like, sir. Yeah. And then um, thanks, thanks a little youngin. It is hard Damn. when you train by yourself. I feel that we train train by yourself last two years, but once you get a team, bro, it's good. It is good. You can really push yourself. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you, little youngin. My boy. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> For real. New fans. But yeah, we gonna we gonna let the homie in or what? Or is he? Even yeah, I know here? he keeps he keeps asking. I don't I don't know. I guess it's funny. I don't think the uh, are the comments. Do we see the same comments or no? Maybe, I, maybe. Think, um, I, I think I think we do. I didn't even know I could scroll down. So yeah, I'm scrolling okay. through right now. Um, Keep accepting his thing, but all right. One more time, uh, Adam. I'm gonna try it one more time. Let's get it. But he's, I, it's got to be a bot, dude. He's like, there's a request coming every five seconds. But. Definitely a bot, eh? What are you, what are you up to after this? Um, it is seven o'clock on Halloween. So oh, Halloween, I forgot to tell. Yeah, right, right. I know. So I'm. Thank God the trick or treaters weren't too loud because I've got fam downstairs. But um, I don't know. I might 
I might venture out into the Flagler college scene tonight. I might nah. stay in. I mean, it is Tuesday, so. <laughs> you like, never know. Yeah, but, yeah, we'll see. My buddy's like, I got to be home by midnight. I'm like, okay, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll do it. I was pretty productive today. Yeah. It was followed along. Adam Loto is unable to join. All you guys joining at the end, I love you, but we yes, missed sir. a banger episode. It's um, all good. It's well, up it'll on be, what platforms? Yeah, it will be, it'll be released within the next 36 hours because I didn't drop one on Sunday, and it's the weekly profit, so we got to keep that up. Um, but, Sebastian, dude, thank you so much for doing this. It's a lot of fun. We yeah, will yeah, do was, the next one in person. Was great. And, yeah, uh, of course, of course. Yeah, I think this Banger. Uh, where can we find you? Because I'm going to clip this part. Um, and yeah, like where should people kind of follow along with your journey and anything else you kind of want to leave yeah, leave us with? Definitely. The best place to follow me is Sebastian Lind underscore underscore on Instagram. That's really where I post the majority of my content. Um, I, I'm not really as active on TikTok. Sebastian Lind four on there. Uh, Seb Lind Pack P A K <laughs> on Twitter. And then um, that's awesome. Everyone's smoking that Seb Lind tag here. <laughs> but, um, and then um, Seb Lind on YouTube. I mostly posted YouTube a couple years ago. I'm going to get back on there, um, start posting recent, start posting, like, trying to try to start posting weekly soon. YouTube's and, the um, wave, dude. YouTube's, YouTube's the wave. wave, yeah. Just, like, um, and, like, the more podcasts I do like this, like, kind of just, like, getting that long-form action to be able to, like, talk is really good. So, I think, yeah, definitely going to start posting on YouTube again, for sure. Sweet. Oh. yeah we're looking forward to it and i know you just got another uh another random follower of yours but very nice yeah. words and we... bro kelvin bro thank you i really appreciate that that's exactly why i do it i'm trying to make you know trying to inspire people trying to make them happy live a positive life everyone should be happy it's so the biggest good. theme of this episode was like like did we like we are like in we're just choosing to be fucking abundant and the more people that watch our shit and follow our stuff like that's what you're gonna see like Seriously. i don't want people scrolling and like getting aimless shit so like i'm not gonna post anything that's like not worth it i know you're that same way like exactly. your videos honestly make me like die laughing sometimes and like that, that hits, it's like good it makes it it's just like it's so much easier because it's like it's not so like fucking serious like you're not Appreciate a running it. guru you're just like a runner that's fucking posting yeah. about it and so no, other people like, can post learn from bro. <laughs> yeah. bro did you see that i thought it was so funny i was at a haunted house the other day and there's this cat thing and i was just like it's like hey yo this is literally me for real i don't know just the cat like funny but i don't know i just like i like to keep it funny like i just like i just post it i think's funny and if other people think that's funny that makes me yeah. happy <laughs> exactly yeah love that dude um, all right man we're gonna yeah. we're gonna hop out of here i know you got one more question here do you have any other hobbies than running you seem like you play an instrument yep. okay oh well, his you voice, see, yo that's an you instrument got me. right you got yeah. me you you know just a little youngin <laughs> Thank. This is the best question of the episode because, you know why that is? Why that is just a little Because I play piano all my life, one to two hours every day after school. I did all like the Royal Conservatory testing. I got up to grade nine level. I didn't. I didn't end up doing the grade nine test, but I did the grade eight test. So I was like really like played a lot of classical piano. Um, I can play. I actually memorized Fur Elise. Like it's like the most famous piano piece. I I memorized it with my eyes closed, and I was gonna play my grade 12 talent show but then COVID happened but anyways i played piano all my life i would totally recommend that to anyone just because it's a creative en endeavor being creative in piano has allowed me to be creative making videos and then now start writing music be creative when i'm writing be creative in life baby but yeah anyways the yeah that's uh, this, this has been a great episode um yeah like i think the biggest message of this is like dude life is so fucking awesome man. you just gotta live it 
and just like there's so much to be grateful for great always practice gratefulness and uh yeah your mind is way more powerful than you think yeah 100 dude all right man till next time i'm gonna end this and see what it does i don't know if it's gonna block a second